Fund of funds. I just said fun twice, and that's how much fun we're going to have. Double fun, because today we're going to find out what a fund of funds is. But before that, we're going to find out what a fund is. So actually, there's three funds. Funds, fund of funds, three times fun. You can't have more fun than listen to this podcast for the next uh, 25 minutes or so. You should also subscribe. Yes, you can do that on uh, Spotify, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on YouTube, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can subscribe to a Dictionary of Finance by the European Investment Bank. Now, talking of fun, here's someone who's a lot of fun. Cyril Arnoux, he's the head of GREF, which is the Global Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy Fund. You know, this is a, this is a dictionary of finance, uh, so we do like to define terms, usually financial terms. But in this case, I'm going to ask you to define a term that is not financial. What is a dinger? A dinger, that's something widely known among those who play horseshoe. A dinger is when you throw your horseshoe and you hit the big, big nail, which is, I think, standing um, 8 or 10 meters away, and it dings. This is a very American thing to do. Did you play it in America? I did play it in America, and my coach was the guy who was uh, almost unemployed. Uh, he was President Bush. Bush. H.W. Ah. Bush. Okay. And was he very good at it? He was quite good. He didn't give me a chance. He yeah. was getting most of the dinger. I think I got one or two at the end. Uh-huh. But I wasted a lot of uh, horseshoes. We're not getting, uh, you know, we're not landing in the field. When we edit this, we have to add in like the a, a a ding, ding sound yeah, right now. Maybe it's on my phone. I'll get one of those later. Oh, oh there it is. That's a phone. <laughs> that's a dinger. <laughs> that is the uh, the phone of Enrico Cano, who is the head of the equity unit here. Um, and uh, when you're doing these, these equity in investments, which are also with, with fund of funds and so on, it takes you to some fairly interesting places, I imagine. Absolutely. We, um, an important part of our work is actually meeting uh, our, our fund managers, our funds, and also existing investments, prospective investments. And last week we had a very interesting visit in the largest slum, slum of Nairobi, Kibera. From, uh, from there, there, were, th- there are certain suppliers of companies in which one of our funds has invested. Uh, uh, they are creating uh, jewelry with cow bones. Jewelry with cow bones? Why, did you bring some back? You're not wearing it now? No. <laughs> ah, okay, next trip, bring me back some jewelry with cow bones. I'd, I'd love to wear that. And we're also joined by Monica Arevalo Calcina, who is investment officer with giraffe uh she's not wearing cow bones at the moment not today Mm -hmm. but you have got close to nature in the past yes very much uh, very much so i mean in fact uh, one of the the funny things that i did in my in my youth was to swim with sharks uh, in the caribbean and that was quite an adrenaline kicking uh, exercise i do it on purpose (laughs) you've got both your legs you're all here yeah yeah all of it uh, all of myself is uh, is here yeah Mm -hmm. now you swim with financial sharks so let's talk about that monica let's start with you Mm -hmm. uh we're going to talk about fund of funds, sure. but could we first say, what is a fund? Mm-hmm. And then what is a fund of funds? 
Great. Uh, well, a fund is uh, an investment pooling vehicle. So basically, you get a whole lot of investors, people who have got money and that want to, to put it together to do something uh, with it. So you create a legal entity with, uh, with this capital. And then you need to find a fund manager that uh, will be the person actually investing that capital into the, the different uh, types of products that uh, you've chosen uh, for it. So a fund of funds, as the name uh, says, is a fund itself. So you have a fund manager managing that fund that in turn invests in funds, which in turn will be the ones investing in projects or companies or bonds or whatever it is that that uh, fund would be investing in. Funds could be anything, you know, but most sensible investors will only invest in the fund managers which have a specific strategy, say, you know, this is the market I understand, the type of uh, investment I understand, where I do have experience, and this is how I would invest the money. So that's what we describe, you know, as the fund investment strategy. Mm. So and, and the fund managers then, when we go down the road and try to structure everything, is legally bound, you know, to put the money in a way which is consistent with the strategy which has been uh, explained and subscribed by the investors. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, uh, to, to complete on this question, there are promises that they make you at the stage of due diligence, which they absolutely have to keep because you set a contractual framework that obliges them to go in a specific way, whereas there are other promises like the rate of return in which, you know, that is something which they cannot promise you in advance. They will target a specific rate of return, but they won't necessarily get there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say I've got money to invest, uh, Enrico. I, I can buy stocks and bonds. I can invest in a fund or I can invest in a fund of funds. What's, what's the advantage of the fund of funds there? What would I be looking for if I'm that investor? Yes. The main advantage of the fund of fund will be diversification. So investing in a fund of fund will uh, will allow you then to invest in a portfolio of underlying funds, and then these underlying funds invest in a portfolio of underlying companies. So diversification means diversity. to spread out your risk. Yes, really. So is it less risky to invest in a fund of funds than investing in in a stock in a company? Uh, diversification helps uh, the, to improve the risk profile of an investment, but uh, this is not sufficient uh, to conclude that this will be a good investment. You need to make sure that uh, you have a, a, a good fund manager with uh, a sound strategy uh, that will be carried out in order to reach a positive outcome. Uh, another way to look at it uh, for any investor is what is your alternative? If mm-hmm. you have a better or cheaper alternative... You know, you should definitely do it. Um, so the main, as Enrico said, the main advantage of fund of fund is diversification at an affordable price. Because, look, a fund of fund for an investor into it, that investor may be at the end exposed to 300 or 400 different investments. If that investor had to make herself or himself each singular investment one by one, it would be extremely costly and not necessarily, you know, uh, more effective. But the fund of funds, would they still have some sort of focus, uh, like a sector focus or a geography focus, or would they kind of invest in anything they can find? I mean, most strategies are sector-specifics or geography-specifics, but anything's possible. Um, what's in it for them? Do they, do they just get a salary, or do they get a share of 
the success of, of their investments? With the exception of the GRF team, which we are <laughs> only on salary, <laughs> most of them, you know, get uh, uh, somewhat of a salary, but the big upside is a share of the profit. Mm-hmm. And what kind of what, what kind of a share are we talking about? Is, uh, you know, how much typically would fund managers get um, as as a as a fee and as a, as a kind of a success fee? The standard matrix, uh, I, would, I would say, in, uh, in private equity are that uh, uh, fund managers are remunerated annually with a management fee, typically 2%. And then, uh, as, as an incentive, they uh, are remunerated with uh, a profit share, which typically is 20% of the profit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what about fund of fund managers? Uh, who, what do they get? This is an interesting uh, point because uh, uh, actually this is one of the weaknesses of the fund of funds. When an institutional investor has to decide if to invest in a fund of fund or directly in a fund, the main question is about cost. Mm-hmm. Because if there is a management fee also at the level of a fund of fund, basically this will be doubling fees. So uh, in, in the market, actually, fund of funds normally tend to have a very low fee or actually no fee. So what kinds of uh, investors are in looking to put money into a fund of funds? It's probably not my mum. It's probably big investors. What kinds of investors would that yeah, be? Yeah, no, I mean, we don't, for example, in the case of GRF, we don't have retail investors. You need to have institutional investors that have got the ability to make a proper risk assessment uh, of the opportunity. You know, we've got... Uh, pension funds, we've got uh, very high net worth individuals, Uh, we also have got um, investment uh, advisors that pool capital for other parties. So you always need this uh, informed uh, decision-making process. Let's imagine, though, that your mom is a high net worth individual. Let's imagine. Let's imagine that. That would be nice, right? Mm. And uh, so let's imagine she invests in... uh, in um, in a fund, um, what does she get? She gets a share of the actual company, a, a, a equity share of a, that company. And is there a way to get out of that, uh, or how does how do you, how do you get out of a fund? It depends on the structures of the fund. You what know, kind of structures? Whether, are whether it's open or closed end fund. Mm-hmm. Um, the type of funds we do, uh, which. You know, their end business is to build and develop infrastructures. Our closed-end funds are not very liquid. That is to say, you cannot easily get out of them before the assets which have been developed and financed by the fund are sold. So the closed-end fund means that the, the fund manager promises to you that after X years, we will sell everything, we'll close the company, and you'll get what's left. Right? Exactly. Okay. And, and how, hopefully you will have made money along hopefully, the way. Hopefully, hopefully. Yes. And how, how long is that? How long are the closed-end funds typically? What I think it, differ, it differs a lot between infrastructure and and uh, other other sectors, right? Normally, the fund life of of a fund is ten years, mm-hmm. but uh, in certain sectors and especially infrastructure can be much longer, up to even twenty-five years. So we are talking about the closed-end funds. Mm-hmm. So these these are. Um, the terms. So, One, uh, so I, I put my money in there, or Matt's mom, who's a high net worth individual in our you've example. Con- you've convinced me. Now. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she okay. puts her money in, in that fund. She won't get out of it before 25 years. 
for the funds who have a life of 25 years, okay. but normally they have a life of 10 years. But uh, yes, the answer is uh, if you are commit your money in a fund, you will, you will be committed for the life of the fund. Can you sell and, your uh, share to another uh, investor? Uh, yes, you can. Uh-huh. yes, you can. But it's, it's what we call a secondary market. It, it does exist. Um, but it is... Uh, it's not very liquid, right? It's not very liquid. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, and investors have to know that. And it, also why often the regulatory systems of most countries you know, limit investment to these type of vehicles uh, for informed or well-educated investors. And when, well, when, sorry, sorry, go ahead. One aspect uh, that uh, we should mention are three important phases in the life of a fund. Mm-hmm. So there is an initial phase, which is fundraising. So at the beginning of a fund for normally 12 months or 18 months, the fund uh, basically fundraises. Mm-hmm. Then there is an investment period, normally of five years, where the fund makes new investments. And then there is a divestment period where the fund exit the investments that have been made and return the money to the investors. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And let's talk about the, the open-ended uh, funds. How, how do these work? I can get in and out whenever I want? Or who, who, who buys my share when I want to get out? As always, the answer, it depends. <laughs> uh, there is a huge, huge, huge industry uh, of fund managers invested, investing in listed stocks. Mm-hmm. They're just good, or their skill supposedly is at picking and selling stocks at the right time. So obviously, you, uh, investors can get in and out because the, the stock market, as long as the stock market is open, you can sell. But often even the fund managers, in fact, create you know, a secondary market. If their clients want to get out, against some fee, they will say, okay, we'll buy your, your stake out and you can walk away. Um, that's very common. In fact, most people, most people when they think about funds or funds of funds, think about funds investing in uh, stocks. Well, you know, what we tend to do here, we invest in, in illiquid assets, which are infrastructures, a wind farm, a solar farm, a waste to energy, you know, power plant. Those things, you know, cannot be bought and sold you know, every day, you know, on a whim. It's, uh, it's very sticky, if you will. So if, if you're going to make an investment, if I buy a share, then I get some kind of certificate. Now, I know from our equity episode of this podcast, which our listeners should go back and check if they haven't, that that is dematerialized. It's not a real thing. It just comes to me in an email or some other form. But I do get something. Now, if I make an investment in a fund of funds and I'm going to give you money for 10 years, I assume I have to sign some kind of contract. What, what sort of contract would that be? Well, the most important contract that you have to sign is a subscription agreement where uh-huh. you're committing yourself to invest over a period of time an amount of money. And uh, you need to have pre-decided what that amount of money is and then the conditions under which that capital is going to be invested. So you're subscribing to the fund. Mm -hmm. Yeah, We tell tell people every week they should subscribe to our podcast. They should. (laughs) Exactly. And they really should. But there is something uh, very important that uh, Monica said that needs, I think, further explanation. You say when you sign a subscription agreement, you're committing to investing in the future. You, you're not sending your money mm-hmm. on that day, the whole money to the fund manager. But you have, as soon as you've signed, a legal obligation that when the fund manager calls for part of your money to finance one of the investments, 
you have just like, say, five, ten business days to send the money. Mm -hmm. And if you do not, the consequences are dire for the investor. Ah, so and you're not sitting on a big pot of money. You, you know that it's it. there mm -hmm. and you can bring Absolutely it in. Absolutely not. Ah. And, uh, so it, it creates a bit of a risk in the system because if what happens if one of the investors goes bankrupt? Mm -hmm. You know, and is no longer able to uh, disburse or send the money when uh, called upon. But what does happen then? Well, it's what we call a defaulting investor. It's something we hope to avoid as often as much as possible, but it does happen. Mm -hmm. um, two things happen. Once the investor defaults, this investor generally loses all the investment it made until now. Mm -hmm. Okay, That creates a disincentive for being frivolous. About saying, oh, I don't no longer like the investment strategy. I want to do something else. So I'm no longer going to, you know, uh, respond to capital calls. Um, the other investors, because it really may have a significant impact, you know, depending on how big that investor was in, in, on the investment strategy, have to work together to see how they can uh, make up, you know, or adjust, you know, to the defaulting investor. And that there's another point on that as well, and it's depending on the kind of funds that you're investing. Like in our case in GRF, that it's a very specific uh, investment mandate. No emerging markets, renewable energy, energy efficiency projects. You want to have like-minded investors alongside yourself because these funds will require a lot of support. And what you've built with this uh, fund is essentially a partnership. So you, you've gotten alongside other investors. You've established this partnership and a lot of the decisions that will need to be taken thereafter throughout the life of the fund you'll need to discuss together and agree together with these other investors. No? It's a partnership. Is it a limited partnership? Yes. What, what's a limited partnership? In, in our case uh, the funds that we invest in they're all limited partnerships and that what that means is that you get a group of partners which are the, the investors and you commit for a specific amount of capital and your obligation to that fund is limited to that amount of capital that you've committed to invest via this subscription agreement. Uh -huh. And the agreement itself that sets all of the terms is called a limited partnership agreement, which will define the, the rights and obligations. Uh, if I'm an investor, sorry, if Matt's mom is, yeah, is the investor, on. yes, sorry, uh, got carried away there. Uh, she's got a lot of money to get rid of now. If she's an investor in a fund of funds, will she know what the funds have actually invested in? The, would, I mean, will she have... Mm -hmm down to the to the eventual fund not before she invests in our case because yes. our fund managers have not invested yet but, but over the course of that she 10, will be 20 informed, years yes. they, she gets every generally every three months mm -hmm. she will get an, uh, a quarterly report mm -hmm. of the activities of uh, the fund and every year an audited financial report mm -hmm. so she will be informed on a very regular basis of what's going on Hmm. One of my favorite GRAF projects is the uh, the geothermal uh, facility in Ethiopia. Now, that's a fund that you invested in. They didn't buy an existing geothermal facility. They're, they're building it. So why is that an advantage to them to be a fund rather than just setting up a company and calling it Ethiopia Geothermal Project and building that. Why, why are they a fund rather than just that one project? 
Well, this is the, the fund that we're talking about is the Africa Renewable Energy Fund, and the project itself is the Corbetti Geothermal Project in uh, in Ethiopia. For any specific project, uh, like you've probably covered in, in other podcasts, uh, you'd need equity and debt, no? And the equity has to be provided by uh, someone like a fund or a particular investor. And in our case, our fund managers are providing this equity, but they not only provide the capital, they provide a lot of technical expertise to help the development of the project itself. No? And for us in GRF, that's a very important aspect. It's making things happen that otherwise would not have materialized because you've got the, the group of people that have got not just the capital, but also the technical expertise and the ability to do things in the proper way. Mm-hmm. So in fact, you know, to carry on the project, they do set up this company, the one you mentioned, the Ethiopian geothermal company or whatever it is called, because to organize the, the investment, often you need to create at least a legal entity in the country and sometimes another one outside of the country, all depending on the regulations and the organization of the of the investment flows. But there is always, you know, an SPV is you know special purpose vehicle. Thank you. Which is the company you just talked about. What people often think of when they think of funds or funds of funds, or they also associate that perhaps with hedge funds, is very, very rich people uh, and big companies investing and you know just making money from money, not really actually doing anything perhaps. But it seems like this is the exact opposite of that. What, what, is, what is the role of the fund of funds in development? Is it bringing people, bringing investors that would not normally be involved in development finance? Absolutely. I think we, a fund of funds does several things in terms of development. First, it is a mean, um, a system to bring investors who otherwise would not bring uh, money, would not invest in developing countries because they do not have the knowledge or they do not, ha- do not have the means of doing so. For example, for GRF, we have uh, some of our main private investors are Australian pension funds. Hmm. And clearly, Australian pension funds are not known for their experience in investing in renewable in Africa mm-hmm. because it's very far for mm-hmm. them. Okay. And so for them to invest uh, in GRF, among other things, is a way to invest in a fast-growing you know, continent, which is Africa, in a sector where there is high demand, which is energy, and in also a sector in which they believe has long-term value, which is renewable energy. The second thing we, we do, and I think it was Monica was discussing it, uh, talking with the teams, we contribute to building local capacity. Because at the end of the day, well, we, although we travel a lot, you know, we are based in Luxembourg. All of our fund managers are based in the region. And as we just discussed a moment ago, you know, they create local companies. And those local companies are staffed you know, with all types of people required to carry on the project. If I, you know, I'd like to give an example. In uh, October, I was visiting one of our African funds uh, and visiting um, their projects in Uganda. And they have now committed, uh, commissioned rather, uh, small hydros in Uganda. And to my uh, you know, happy surprise, the, the main person once a hydro is built to run the hydro is called the Director for Maintenance and Operation. You know, the person who just looks after the hydro, making sure it works properly. 
And that person turned out to be a local women engineer, mm. which is quite unusual. And in fact, they explained to us you know, that they're so happy with the way she has been handling it that she will be hiring other Ugandan women engineer to hold her position in the other hydros you know, they are developing in the country. And it's evidently working because uh, GRF is actually, you filled up your pot of, of money and you're actually working on the next one, right? What's that one called? GRF Next. Wow. Very clever. Good good branding. And, and so that's going to be bigger. With a capital bigger. X, though. Yes. With, oh, with a capital X. Exactly. Yeah. Just to make your, it. your mother loves it. <laughs> well, so it's not full yet, right? The people can put their money in. My mum can come along. Yes. And it's going to be bigger. It's going to, so the checks will have to be also uh, more sizable. But for your mom, you know, when she comes with her cookies, what can we say? You well, can do a special deal. So this was, this was really great. I like this episode a lot. It was a real dinner, mm. in fact. We're going to have to start using that. Cyril, Monica, Enrico, thank you so much. Um, to our listeners, you should subscribe. If you've got lots of money, subscribe to GRF Next. If uh, you just want to listen to more things about a dictionary of finance, subscribe to our podcast. And get in touch with us to tell us what you'd like to hear on here uh, on Twitter, at EIBMATT, E-I-B-M-A-T-T. Or at Alar Tankler, A-L-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. And we'll see you next week on A Dictionary of Finance, where I'm just looking over our board. We'll be going into the back office for the next one. If you've ever wondered what a back office does or how it works or who's in it, you'll find out next week on A Dictionary of Finance from the European Investment Bank. Thank you.